One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this bonus edition of the Flats and Shanks podcast. Now, you know who I am. Tom the boy, you know who I am. I do know who you are, in a lovely yellow top today. It's a bonus edition. It is. Um, I'm excited. Mm. I'm excited because we've got a couple of golfers coming on this pod, and you know how much I love golf. Tommy, for the listeners out there, Tommy likes golf significantly more than he likes rugby, and he loves rugby. I'd say that's fair, isn't it? I'd say you're 100% true. Yeah, um, I watch it all the time. I live it. I breathe it. Um, just can't putt. Really? Wow. That's why I like playing better ball, match play. Get loads of gimmies, and you don't have to putt out of the three footers. You can have that, mate. It's fine. But you're a beast, aren't you? Like you can hit it a long way. Sometimes, if I connect, not as not as much of a beast as someone like Craig Quinnell, who came out to Palmer on the Cardiff Blues yeah. Golf Charity Trip for the raising funds for the Blues Foundation, whatever, that's what I do. Um, he munches it with, it's like a baseball swing, mate. But he's he's one of those guys that he could get a cricket ball and throw it 80 metres. Yeah. He's a freak. Exactly that. It's like a... Like Scott Quinnell's the same. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Played they're, with him recently at the Celebrity Cup. Yeah. And they're both physical freaks. Just smash it, mate. Honestly, they just connect with it. It's not pretty. Yeah. But it's like, flies. If I, if I <coughs> excuse me, if I go... To the gym, I can do all right, and I can push decent weights, and I, you know, I can lift a lot. And if I go ten pin bowling, I just can't chuck it that fast. I think I just haven't got the levers or the coordination or something. I tell you what, though, if I put a harness on you, you could, you could tow an Arctic like yeah. no one I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll get it shifted. Yeah, exactly. If you've got if you've got a small to medium car that's slipped into a ditch, there's a good chance I'll get it out for you. If there's a mini on its side, you'll push that over, no problem. Yeah, um, yeah but I am super excited because we're at. Uh, Cumberwell Park, we're playing a golf day here, a charity golf day for Dorothy House. Um, there's quite a few boys here. We've just seen Jerry Guskett's around. Leonard's about, isn't he? Yeah, Rob Henderson. Craig Chalmers. Matt Powell. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Dorothy House is a lovely charity and um, it's got nothing to do with this podcast, but it's just a really lovely charity in Bath. So and, just Google it if you want. And also Eddie Pepperell and Laurie Cantor coming. Now, I love golf. I've watched them both play. Um, they're on different tours, but 
more so with Eddie, who's more on TV than Laurie at the moment. No disrespect to Laurie. Eddie is, is sort of flying at the moment. Laurie's um, going to get there, mate. He's going to get yeah, there. Yeah, it's just different times, isn't it? Yeah. Um, late developers. But Eddie's having a fantastic season. Um, he won the Masters last year, which we, I'm sure we'll talk about, British Masters. Um, finished second this year. So doing really well at the yeah. moment. Played out in Augusta at the Masters as well, I believe. So you know, what a course to play on with the history of that. So really excited about... And he's not in the room yet, so we can be nice. with them. Um, Met him before. He's a very bright guy, isn't he? Very, very bright. bright. Um, just before I forget, there's still a couple of tickets left for the 17th of August at the Cardiff Walkabout in the morning. Um, if you go on our Instagram pages, you can see where to buy tickets. It's in the bio. Andy Powell's coming along, so... Let's be honest, mate. Get ready. Might have to might have to put some tan on because it could be tops off. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. We might have to do a bit of editing on that one. It could be tops off. I might have to sellotape my right hand just so I don't buffalo. Yeah. Um, it's going to be loose. It's going to be great. And that's the 17th of August prior to Wales of England. Half nine for 10 o'clock start early. It'd be brilliant, that. Liquid breakfast. We did it before. It was brilliant. We had Shane Williams um, and we've, we've gone up another level. How another good was, how good was Shane now at that? Brilliant. He's like how good is he? Anything? Yeah, he's a, he's a wizard. Yeah, he's a. It's, but I love it when legends an overused term. Shane Williams comfortably qualifies as a legend, and he turns out something like that. And people buy it because he was a great player. People buy the tickets because he was a great player, and we have him there because he was a great player. But when they just as good as he was on the mic, he was just class. He I ended mean, up eating out the palm of his hand, didn't he? I know. We've got a different type of legend. Yeah, coming to this one. So this one, I think this one will actually be even better. So. There aren't many tickets actually going, so just try and grab one if you can. Wear a stab vest. Yeah, wear a stab, definitely wear a stab vest. I would, yeah. nah, I just can't say it. wear a stab vest. I just I say wear a Gore-Tex top because you don't get beer on you, do That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, um, what have you been up to, boy? Uh, we probably can't do a proper one, can we? It's no, been so it long. can't be too long. Um, not, a, not a great deal, my friend. Um, popped away to Ibiza with a few friends. Have no, you? Nah, not like that, mate. Long lunches, bed by two, up the next day, down by the pool, start drinking about eleven, responsibly. Yeah. Um, more long lunches. Went to Blue Marlin. Wicked place. Wicked place. Yeah. Saw Gary Lineker there. Good boy, isn't he? Yeah. Great guy. Ne- never met him. Just saw him when I was Shanks. I was uh I was Premier Sport and Pro 14. I was like, brilliant, mate. I was match of the day. <laughs> yeah. Missing Alan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't go like that at all. Laurie, um, I'm confused because Laurie Cantor's here. I was about to say Laurie's my favourite. The, the guy was on Match of the Day forever. Uh, Laurie. Alan oh, Hansen. No, not Alan Hansen. I love Alan Hansen. Des Lynham. Not Des Lynham. He's one of the pundits. You know, he's sort of. Okay, Mark right, Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. Okay. Love Mark Lawrence. Good impression. That's how I got it. Yeah. Well uh, Very the, good. Playing the Celeb Cup uh, up at the Celtic. A bit of a last minute invite. I think Chris Gunter was going to play uh, Welsh footballer, but. He was a bit flaky, so they invited me a couple of weeks before, three weeks before. Yeah. And happy with that. Brilliant, mate. Loved it. Bubs on the bag on the first day. Jono Pritchard on the bag the second day. Uh, but great fun, social fun. Boozing. Play with Gareth Edwards. Play with Jiffy. Nice. Uh, is Jiffy good at golf? Yeah, he's good. I at bet golf. he is, yeah. Played against um, Roy Lawson, Jenny Faulkner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a very good golfer. Mrs. Brown's boys. They really? were there. Played against Brendan. And, so uh, quite, and his quite wife Jenny. It's a TV show, but it's very popular. He's, isn't it? he's one of the funniest blokes I've ever met. Oh, really? Yeah, one of the funniest. Oh, blokes I love I've ever that. Met. They're raising money um, on the on the gala dinner night, and Peter Jones said he'd he'd give twenty 
grand to this charity and the owner of sale was there as well and he said I'll, I'll match it as well and all he could hear was Brendan who's the main character Mrs. Brown's boy he goes oh you know, fuck it I'll do a hundred <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes hundred grand he went no hundred quid <laughs> he just just things like that the whole time he's just funny all the way yeah. around yeah um, and I was that was great fun. I loved it. Um, I don't think I'll get invited back next year. Why? Too good. Didn't lose. Really? Yeah. You played really well? Yeah. Oh, and also, it's, it was a bit rugby heavy in the team. We had Scotty Cornell, captain, Jiffy, Sir Gareth, Geth Jones, Phil Glenister, actor, and, and me. I remember Warren Gatlin saying about your paraphrase a bit, Shanks wasn't very good, um, wasn't that good, but he produced something close to his best every time he played. Is that, is, that, is that mental strength? Under, is that why you got so many caps? Is that why you played so well at the Celeb Golf know, Day? I find that a bit of a backhanded compliment, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'd put a montage on, uh, on all forms of social media. So, I mean, you look at my assist for Shane Williams in his try against Fiji. Yeah. Yeah? It was yeah. harder not to score that try than yeah. to score it. Yeah. You know, where he ran 80 metres. And, and you met my mate Ruta, didn't you? Because he was caddying yes. tins at the Celeb Golf Day. Ruta. Um, Ruta, too. what a boy, isn't he? What a boy. Got on really well with him, probably better than you now. Yeah. And the way I describe Ruda dance technique is Kelvin Fletcher was a great dancer. Right. He was from Emmerdale, right? Yeah. Been on the roids. No, he's not been on the roids, he just works out. Yeah. But unbelievable dancer. You know, just someone, and I was trying to copy him, but it just wasn't working. You're quite a good dancer, though. I'm not. Rapper. Yeah. Um, but Ruda dances like the video from Fatboy Slim, Praise You. Yes. That's his technique. Yes. That's his technique. Yeah. What I did do though was got um, eight belts off some of the guys there, and created a extra large skipping rope. On Excellent. The of the dance floor. Yes. Excellent. And Hoggy opposite me was the other Turner, and we just went. Hogmeister General. And we, I'm doing the action now. You can't tell, but we just went round and round, and people were jumping in. So nice. Yeah. Refreshing. So nice. Yeah. Summit new. Yeah. Summit new. Oh well done. Um, so that that's been it, really, mate. Um, oh well done. And now it's. That's July, August. Now the games start off. We've got loads going on. Um, I know. Make sure you follow us and we'll, we'll tell you about it. But what about you? You've been down Cornwall, Devon? Don't go to Cornwall, mate. Why, why go to, you are going to Cornwall. We can stop in Devon. Um, yeah, uh, I took my mum to Chile. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, I took mum and uh, basically she was 70 last year. So for her 70th birthday present was her dream holiday. And we've probably done this on the pod before, but I can't remember. But. Um, my brother's uh, severely disabled, so mum looks after him every day and whatever. Mm. And he's a legend, great bloke, and mum never begrudged it for a day in her life, his life. But he's 32, she never gets a break. So I, was, I said to my dad, right, I'm going to take mum away, just me and her. And her dream holiday was chilly. Um, and you basically, you, 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 looking back, you'd probably do both. You'd probably do a few days in the Atacama Desert in the north, and you'd probably fly down long flight mine Chile's a vast place and you and you do a few days in the south in Patagonia we didn't do that we did wine regions we did Santiago yeah. Valparaiso which was amazing um, was there a code red in Santiago there was a code red um, and we went to the desert and it was just like my mum's a geographer so it was like it was just her thing we roomed together so on the last night we had separate rooms didn't like it but we I said mum we're going to room together because it's going to be a great experience and you know we'll, we'll be alright we can you know, I'll lose. I'll use the toilet in the lobby. It'd be fine, um, and also saves loads of money. Was there separate beds or was it separate beds? Yes, yeah. I know um, you're close family. That was all. But we did. 
you know, Powley, Matt Powell, you, um, who's breastfed you to minister. 15. Hey, what? Carry on, Matt Powell. <laughs> yeah, bitty. <laughs> it's convenient for that. Um, his wife does travel PR and she put me in touch with a company originally titled South American Specialist. And it's one of those things like, do I need someone to arrange all this stuff for me? And mm. it's not cheap. And yeah, I did it all and it was like, that was class, man. It's Number one son, mate. That's a lovely class. thing to do. Well done. I'll yeah, take good. everything I've just said behind your back. Yeah. Downstairs thank you. to all yeah. the lads. Um, I went on a little uh, mini right, break Louis, to so. Mallorca for a bit. Went on a little mini break to Lisbon in Portugal, just a few days. Mm. And um, yeah, it's Devon now for me, really. But of course, we've got these games, haven't we? These warm up internationals. And I'm, I'm, I'm enthused. I'm ready. I'm up for it. But I kind of, it's one of those things I'd love to not do any work in August. I but, know why, because you, you're going to the World Cup for a long time. So yeah. that's sort of putting you off. But leave, I'm leaving my kids for You'll be two excited months. because they're big games. No, they'll be great. And I'm, I'm going up on the day and coming back for most of those games, yeah. um, which is absolutely fine. But it's, and I'm, I'm not complaining about having to work for no, five tell, days in August. Tell your face it, that's all. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. just, you know, I was like, right, I'm not doing any work because I'm leaving my kids for nearly two months and I'm not very good at that. So it was like, mm. it'll be fine. That'd be great. And then we're uh, down in Devon and got the little... Trying to tissue. Got the little, yeah, yeah. Got the little boat ready, got the barbecue fired up. Nice. So ready for a summer, ready for a few weeks down there, which will be... Lush mind. Relax a little bit. As best you can, mate, before you head off. Tell you what I haven't been doing much, boy. Training. Yeah. Oh. I've not been We're training joking. much. I've not been in the gym much. Feel better for it? No, I feel worse for it. I don't you like skip? it. I've been skipping a fair bit recently. Oh yeah. But it's, it's starting to hurt my foot. You know, like on the arch of your foot. Yeah, you won't be careful of that. Is it your plantar fascia? Or? Have you ever hurt your plantar fascia? Uh, have no, you ever hurt it? No. Have you torn yours? No. Mate, that's a terrible horrendous. Really? Yeah. But I've and become really good at it now. Like I do it really fast. And like, do you? Yeah. Like do, Joshua. Do double unders and like it's like Bruno. And you know, just keep the rhythm going down the side. You know, yeah. Where you go. We don't actually skip, but you whip it down the sides. But that's cool. Yeah. And you can't cock it up because no. you're actually skipping. Yeah. I went to Wimbledon as well. I went with Dawson. Uh, John Dawson. I used to we used to play rugby with back in the day. A mate from mine from school. Played for Saris, Quins, Wasps. Um, yes, yeah, so we went to Wimbledon for the day with. Landry was really cool. We, Jimmy Carr was on our table for lunch. Gavin Hastings was there. As, so, as soon as Jimmy Carr arrived, he arrived at an hour late. Gavin Hastings started ripping into him. He's Does like, you know him? Because Jimmy Carr's were in trainers. You know, was, no, not at all. Just hammered him. He was very good. And Jimmy Carr was, what a lovely man. He's the one who told me, and he said, what people don't know is, female tennis players use different balls. They use different tennis balls. Really? There's no joke coming. So I put it on Twitter. You're sure said, it wasn't Roger Federer in disguise? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like they use different balls. Um, so men use slower balls, women use faster balls. Okay. So the disparity is bigger than we think between them. I mean, we know there's a disparity in power and that sort of stuff. Of course there is. It's, it's human. It's, it's genetics. But then... It's a circle of life. Yeah, but... And then I put it on Twitter and a lot of people said they don't. Nick Mullins, who commentates women, he said they don't actually. They did at the US Open, but nowhere else, I think. Something like that. That's a great one. He's probably having a little chuckle behind his back saying I've just told them all. Done him. Yeah. But Jimmy Carr... They use bigger rackets as well. Yeah, Jimmy Carr put me on to a couple of cool podcasts, um, Intellectual Dark Web, really cool podcast, pretty yeah. intense. But he's like, you could tell about 10 minutes in, he is extremely bright. Did you tell him about your podcast? I might have mentioned it. Um, he glazed over at that point and looked okay. over my shoulder and started talking to someone else. Oh, but well. yeah, he basically walked in and he was like, he looked at me and Dawson. He was like, uh, so you two play rugby and if you don't, you should. You know, big laugh because it's sort of big lads. And I said to him, uh, 
you work in a library. And if you don't, you should. I didn't say that, but I wish I had. It would have been a good joke, but I was scared to make jokes because he's a comedian. You work in a morgue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we... Should we Paul, uh, Be- Paul Bearer. Should we, <laughs> should we get the guys in? Have a chat with them. Yes, get the golfists in. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, we're trying to record a decent pod here and Jerry Guska keeps walking in and ruining our audio. It's the closest he's been to our podcast. Asked him about five times to come on it. He's always too busy. He thinks it's he thinks it's because he's employed by the BBC. Doesn't want to get political, but at some point he needs to lay his cards on the table, doesn't he, Jerry? Yeah, I agree. Oh, um, he's not a bad golfer though. Um, anyway, uh, got to introduce uh, two guests. We've got Laurie Cantor, um, who is Laurie. What? Okay, sorry. Uh, who? This is your home club, isn't it, Cumberwell Park? It is. Yep. Yeah. Turned pro after winning the Spanish Amateur Tournament and also. I think South Africa amateur tournament as well. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You've really, right, done, really you. done your homework. Thank you. Well yeah. And we've got Eddie Pepperell, turned pro in 2011. Um, won the Masters last year. The Masters Augusta. The British Masters. Oh. Finished second. Was second this year. Yeah. Yeah. Going downhill. Um, Shame in it. No slide. Yeah. Third or fourth in the players. Is that right? Third. Yeah. Yeah. Knew it. Big money. Tied third. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what was the other one? What was the other one? Gone now. Oh, I don't know. Go on, just listen. Qatar. Oh, last year, yeah, yeah, I did win in Qatar. Yeah, yeah. no, not so but big money. Is it Qatar but... or Qatar? I would say Qatar. Um, I would say Qatar. What's what's the, uh, what's the thing that builds up on your teeth? Well, gingivitis. No, what's what's it, what's it build up on your teeth? No, it's plaque. It's called something else. It's not Qatar, is it? Takar. No, it's plaque. Plaque, yeah, but it's still, they call it something else. Anyway. Oh, great to have you on, boys. Well done, I've been good at golf, lads. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, I mean, Flats knows a lot about golf, yeah. so this is going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, but my first question to you both is, what is the most rewarding shot you can hit in golf? For me, it's a, just a drive down the middle. Forget like a 20-foot putt. It's just... But you're all about brute force, aren't you? Creaming one off the middle. 
Like You're Brooks. a brute force. I'm like Brooks Kepka, mate. I drive every hole. Got guns. Good chat. Look pretty decent. Scorched earth. Yeah. Big V8. Um, Same bank balance. But what is for, for you guys? What is what is the most? What's your most rewarding shot? What gets you excited? Um, it's, if I'm being deadly serious, it probably is a six iron or something from the middle of the fairway, just dead straight, nice and high, yeah. perfect flight, pin high, just stiff, perfect shot. Yeah, with a six iron, that that's what gets me uh, my juices. Is that your flight. favourite club, six iron? You think? Yeah, something about a six iron. What, about, what is it about a six I iron? I don't know. It's just like a nice bum. It just looks good. Mm. Yeah, it's like whenever you're trying out new clubs, you always normally they normally get you to try a six iron, as they did with me. Give me a six iron. Said to try. It. Oh, you hit it so well. Just get these. All right. Oh, really? Fifteen hundred quid later. Here's my money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Laurie, what, what about you? I would say, like a sort of pitch shot, thirty, forty yards, and then when you strike it perfectly, and it's sort of flying, and it usually looks like it's going long. Yeah. Everyone sorts down, down, but you know it's going to spin. Sit, yeah, sit, yeah, bite. But, but you know it's going to because you've struck it. Oh. Come by, come by, come, come by. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Come by. No, sorry, that's shepherding. <laughs> what um, what clubs you use then? Come on, tell us. I use mostly Mizuno. Okay. With my irons. I've noticed that little brand. What is that brand? I've always I've seen it on your shirt, um, the little fox. Wolsey, yeah. Wolsey. The English, British brand. Um, okay. What's it when the Queen... Uh, what's one of those brands when the Queen um, kind of oh. wears it? All, you know, oh, royal, yeah, royal yeah. Kind it's of, it's a supplier it's to the Dutch, royal family right, type It's thing. not Dutchy, is it? No, Dutchy no, isn't a Dutchy. That's Waitrose. That's where you get yeah. the eggs and oh, stuff. Oh, sorry, yeah. That's where you pay nine quid for a pack oh, of bacon. It's, it's, yeah. It's giving away where I shop. It's Charles. It's the Dutchy, isn't he? Is that right? Yeah. Is it Charles? Yeah. Yeah, okay. We all rent land, I think. So with... Guys, I don't want to get too technical on this because I'm fully into it and I can I could ask you some stuff that would have you in bits. I mean, spin you up in circles. I don't, I don't want to do that to you because it's a nice relaxed day. But when do you... Is golf one of those sports that when you're like 10 years old, you're a natural at it and everyone can see you're going to be good and you end up being good? Because, of course, there's a huge amount of work that goes in. But it looks like the sort of sport to me that you need to have... It's so skill-based, you need to have an amount of skill just given to you. Whereas, and I say that because in the sport we're from, in, in rugby, there, there are people who have long, successful pro careers who were not born with any skill and barely learn, learn any skill during their whole careers. They're just physical specimens. And in golf, it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be you need to be born with an innate level of skill. Would that be about right, Laurie? Uh, I wouldn't see it that way, no. I, I think it's... Um, I think someone like Tiger Woods would have perhaps given rise to that um, kind of theory because he started so early, a lot of skill. But I think the way it's moved now, it's so much more athletic. Like the guys playing now, I think you need a like a wider base of kind of athletic um, playing different sports, that sort of stuff. And then I think the transition to actually swinging a golf club, doing a lot of the things you've got to do well, um, you know, you can do from a wider athletic base. These, there are real fine skills to it, but that is, I mean, and that only comes, as with anything, doing a lot of it. Different a lot of repetition. Yeah, and different experiences, like getting used to weather conditions, all that kind of stuff. That all makes, kind of impacts your decision making. But I would say, um, I would say it's, it perhaps used to be more that way, skill based, I think there's, there's more athleticism within it now. Yeah, okay. So you do a lot of, Physical training, don't you? So, you, I mean, you've got a gorgeous body, Laurie. I don't know, you know, a tall guy. We can all got, see that. 
Hey? For a tall guy, Laurie does hold himself quite well. He does, doesn't he? You know, it's tough to put meat on the bone when you're six foot eight, like Laurie is. It is, and you can you can look gangly and yeah. awkward and apologetic, but actually, which isn't a problem for myself and maybe yourself. I don't no. want to speak for you. you really I'm a lot taller than I look, actually. Let's I'm, be brutally honest, though. He is going to Ibiza soon, so there's a reason why. Getting rig ready, is it? He's, there's a reason why he's worn a top like <laughs> Lee Byrne would wear, you know, just above the bicep, so it makes it. I mean, I mean that not, is. Technically, that's a T-shirt, but it's basically a vest. That you it? don't see Monty wearing a top like that, do you? No, oh, God no. Ernie, God. Ours. you don't see, you don't see Shane Lowry wearing a top like I that, do you? Yeah, but also, yeah. you know, it's the no pecs, no sex. That's the that's the motto we go yeah. along. Yeah, um, yeah, so how much true. how much physical training is involved now? In golf, because you see a lot of the players coming through now, you know, you've seen a shape change of, say, Roy McElroy, who's gone from being a little bit, excuse me, porky, to um, being incredibly chiseled now with permanently nipples on show. Yeah. Um, it's like Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously become more of a thing. I don't know how, uh, listen, I think I think it's probably become over. Mm. I don't know how important it is. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, you would know. You like, the most important thing is being healthy. You don't want you want to be injury free yeah. throughout as long as possible. And um, listen, you know how much of it adds to performance. Certainly, some of it, um, but it can also be detrimental as well. So um, I think Rory's figuring that out as well. I definitely think Rory's come off the training bandwagon. Yeah, he was on it hard, and I think there's a vanity aspect to it. Quite honestly, I mean, you know. Absolutely, there is. Yeah, and I think you, once you stop doing the vanity side, then you're fully matured. And I matured three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't follow me on Instagram, like a large yeah. piece of cheese. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm incredibly vain. Um, <laughs> how important to you boys um, caddies? What sort of role do they play? I mean, because you're the golfers. You know, you you're the ones that got to hit the shots. Is it more so? Are they just calming you down, talking to you, relaxing you, or is it a case of? this is a club you're taking because I've played with a couple of caddies before because you've got along on certain courses and they're like, they're trying to tell me, nah, just hit a five iron off this tee. And I'm like, oh, listen, jelly neck, I'm like that, I'll mate, snap your back. <laughs> I'm hitting a driver and you've got to fight me for it. So how, how much role? I'll do your dentist a favour, mate. Would you? They, <laughs> they do play a massive role. Um, often for good, occasionally for, for bad. I mean, listen, Ian Woosnam. Well, there you go. I mean, crikey, yeah. Um, what a nightmare that was. I mean, it's a really tough relationship. I, I guess you can, I mean, it depends a little on the conditions, right? So for me, I always think playing in the wind, it, being, it brings much more of you into it. So you, you don't need that much, um, I'm going to call it, say, interference with the cat from the caddy because it's, it's such a natural shot. Only you know yeah. the kind of shot you're going to play. And so if the caddy then decides to have input, it can just be completely unnecessary. So yeah. it takes a, a caddy who A, knows how to play golf or has that understanding not not to butt in at that point. It's it's a tricky relationship. It's yeah. very, very complex and complicated. And it's hard not to get frustrated when you have, you're dividing the input because that's what you are. They're sometimes going to get it wrong. You're sometimes going to give too much credence to their point of view and it can be a fucking shit show, to excuse my French. But how often would a, would a caddy stay with a player then? Because you do see them, they do go... From player to player to player, is it is it like a shelf life with a caddy of say three or four years and then they move on? I think it's easy to go stale because if you're having, yeah, if you're twenty five, thirty weeks a year with someone, um, and obviously, 
usually kind of three quarters of your year feels like a bit of a battle even for the best players in the world they're not yeah. playing the best you know most of the time so that relationship definitely can go stale um yeah i've, I've seen it happen a lot it's happened with me but yeah. i've seen it happen with a lot of guys i mean um yeah seemingly it's a there's definite balance i think it's it's obviously a personal thing with with everyone um how much decision making goes on how much you use your caddy some people literally like the caddy carries the bag that's it well, yeah, I, that's what I wonder. Where where did this relationship develop? Because presumably it was a long. I'm not, I'm not asking you for the history of, you know, the inaugural golf caddy, but it's like, presumably at some point there was a posh golf club, a posh golfer at a posh golf club, and someone got paid fifty p to carry the clubs for us, old boy. Matt Kuchar's caddy, probably. That that there you go. That developed <laughs> that developed into what you see now, which is highly paid professionals. And where did that come about? Because it. it do you guys need advice as you walk around? Can they be absolutely indispensable? It's an odd thing. Like, I, be I, careful with it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm sure there are good ones and bad ones, but I, I don't watch a lot of um, golf. Like, if I see one of you guys are playing in a tournament, I will follow it and I'll go on Twitter and online and watch it. Otherwise, I don't really watch a lot. So it's like, I still find it amazing that someone walks around carrying your clubs for you and gives you advice on what shots to hit and you're one of the best players in the world. I find that really odd. The thing that a caddy brings should bring is an objective eye like you would know we've all played sport when you're in the heat of something it's amazing how much fear can take over it's amazing how much your history and your memory can mm. ruin or have a serious impact on what you should do the caddy should have that objective point of view that you're never going to have because you're the performer you're the person in the arena and things are just messing with the reality or the correct way of doing something so they should in theory be more correct and more often than you um, but the issue there is how comfortable are you going to be as the individual taking on the shot? And there's there's an element of comfort. I've seen Sergio Garcia, having played with him on two occasions, take the wrong club. It was clearly never the right club, mm. but it was the shot he felt comfortable hitting. And he hit it to 30 feet and he could have hit, let's say, the other club and hit it to five feet. But in his mind, he also could have missed the green yeah. and made a double bogey. So there's the element, there's those two elements that are constantly conflicting. And that's where it's really, really tricky. Or you just... Get your missus to carry a bag like Lee Westwood. Does he? Yeah, works for him. And yeah, they have kisses after good shots. Yeah, not so many. Is that true? Does, actually, so does he do that? Open because he missed a couple of putts towards the end, and they, they stopped kissing then. But yeah. great, well, great but is, is there like an app for like like how do you go about finding a new caddy? Is it like grinder? Like ca- yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> is there an app? Not like a laddie. Not a laddie. <laughs> I mean, how, like if if you if you're happy with a caddy. How do you go and find a new one? Is it just word of mouth or is there like, some sort uh, of classic? It's a lot of, lot of pair world slippery tactics. Yeah. Like is there? Courting, most most caddies don't know how yeah. to turn a phone on, so getting them to download an app is... Yeah. We take them out for dinners and you wine them and dine them. That would be the other way around, you know. I think it can yeah. often And 69 them, but I don't say that in the rude sense because 69 is a good golf score, isn't it? Brilliant. I'm trying to be golfy. You'd be happy settle with that. You'd yeah. settle for that. Well, Thank you. Yeah. We would. Not around the past 67, it ain't. No, it's no, no. It's all relative. I would be gutted with that. Talk me through what, what's your best best courses you've played or the best course that you would play in the UK and outside the UK for both of you. I like Hillside, which is um up, I've heard of it, mate. Where's that? It's up. It's next to um, Royal. That's Berkdale. where I came second. Oh, was the it? British Masters or the Masters that you just alluded to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hillside, that one. Yes, it is. Shanks <laughs> agrees with you. Um, yes, who was it hosted by? The, was it Justin Rose hosted? It? Tommy. Tommy. Fleetwood. Yeah, Rose was the year before, wasn't he? Yeah. He's getting you red wine in. Chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, I can't wait to host one day. If it ever happens, I'm going to have a serious selection box of goodies. For when you one. say host, what, is, what does that mean? Oh, I don't know what it means. It means they just, just head, get headed up, don't they? Yeah, get, get, paid. Paid. get loads of money in your foundation. Yeah. It's just oh, but they you play as well. Voice, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you have to play, yeah. Get all your mates in. Okay, yeah. so the hills in the UK. What about outside? Um, well, the coolest course I've ever played is in New Zealand, that Cape Kidnappers. Have okay. You ever, have you ever heard of that? No. It's, it's, um, it's just out on five peninsulas, back and forward. It's unbelievable. Visually, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Favourite course in the UK? In the UK, uh, I'm going to say um, Royal County Down, probably. Okay. And outside, um, definitely Sawgrass. Yeah. And I'm not just saying those two courses because I've done well at both of them. But when I first time I played Sawgrass this year, even from the Tuesday, I was just like... Amazing course, isn't it? Unbelievable. Played there. Best event I've ever Tigers played. Golf. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> On the PlayStation, I've played there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, joked, same thing. Yeah, I joked even. I joked in an interview this year about even on the Tiger Woods game on number eighteen bailing out on the right, and uh, and you stand on that tee for real, and yeah, you shit yourself. Um, it's just water everywhere. It's an awesome course. Yeah, yeah. awesome course. Um, because a lot of our listeners are rugby people. A lot of them will love golf, and will know a lot about it. A lot, some won't. So, one of the little mechanisms that you guys—it's obvious to you guys, but it's not to everyone else is I had this bloke come to do my garden a few years ago and it was his second, he was a pro golfer and he said, it's my second year out of golf. He said, I just couldn't afford to keep being a pro. I've forgotten his name or I'll tell you. Chris, there you go. Remember Chris, played golf? Yeah, golf clubs. So average height, average build. Um, and he, he was telling me briefly about the fact that you basically, you you pay for yourself to travel everywhere, stay everywhere. So there is this thing, that as soon as you're a pro golfer, you're getting paid zillions of quid and actually it's it's not the case. Actually, everything comes out of your pocket and you have to balance up, am I winning enough to make this a viable career? Is That's mm. right, isn't it? Because yeah. if, if you're a pro rugby player, everything you're on a flat salary, everything's paid for. Yeah, you know, no, you're dead different. on. And um, he's just taken off his NetJets hat as he speaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Next step. Yeah, they're, uh, I think $10,000 an hour they charge, I found out. I've never paid that, um, but obviously. Um, mm. But it is expensive, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll be quite honest. I think my expenses last year were half a million, but I earned a lot of money. But you know, there's a lot of expenses, and that's obviously before. How many are yeah, you, how many are in your team then? Like, because how many, like, so how many coaches would you have? Do you have a, a physician that well, travels with you? What's interesting with golf, from my perspective, from all from our perspective, is that you pay off percentages. So yeah. I'm only ever you're only ever really paying out money to coaches when you're doing well. So you don't mind paying off those percentages. Obviously, yeah. the better you do, well, you don't mind because whatever you're doing great and you don't mind paying the percentages out but in terms of hotels flights or you travel you know that's not cheap we'd all know that having traveled and yeah you've got to pay for it so um it's definitely i wouldn't want it any other way it's great it, it's, it's eye-opening and then you know it, it makes you realize you've got to get out there and earn your money do you ever bunk in together oh yeah we have done in the past yeah, yeah. i mean i was just sort of laughing a bit there because when eddie's talking about percentages we had the same coach last year with another friend of us, Jordan and um, Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith, yeah. and uh, so Simon was getting a extension put on the side of his house, and he his joke was that well, it wasn't his joke; it was sort of became our joke was that Jordan had paid for his extension, Eddie had paid for the kitchen, and then my percentages was going to sort out the the new bins. We <laughs> say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's levels to everything. But yeah. am I right in thinking that, Laurie, you had a choice between um, tennis? And golf, and you once played Judy Murray. Yeah, was um, it Judy Murray or was it Andy Murray? Yeah, I mean this, this, yeah, this, this story. I, I definitely didn't have a choice. I mean, I played. Okay. I was like a good junior tennis player. Yeah. played some national stuff. I was, I was not going to be um, professional tennis player. Or well, if I was, I was going to be. It was going to be hard. But you work. just wanted to grip something in your hand. I like grip and rip. I feel like when I'm holding something, I'm dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, 
Snooker. So yeah, I, I never played Andy Murray at tennis. Although the story goes, I did because I played on a team where he he was he was playing on the other team. Okay, but so we'll we'll. There's a tenuous I mean, link, but don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Just we'll yeah. say Jamie Murray, all right? Yeah, played against him. Okay, um, against him. Yeah, and it was three all. Um, who you you must have played loads of like pro ams and played with played with celebs who don't actually play golf. You know, aren't professional. But have you ever played? Have you ever played with a kind of non-professional golfer? who is famous for something else and thought or seen one play and just thought, wow, that guy or that lady could be, could operate a professional level. Yes. Yes. Who's coming to your mind? Same guy as me. Tim Hedman. He no, sorry. No, no. He uh, always had a semi on when I played with him. Um, Shaq Callis. Very oh, good really? Golfer. Yeah. That's a very good really good yeah. He's a really good golfer. He's yeah. beat my ass at Carnoustie. Steve. Admittedly, I snapped my putter on the third green and shot about yeah. 84. But he is <laughs> no, a he good, can, good golfer. Really? He's good. Yeah. A lot of the crew just gets hand-eye, isn't it? What about on the other end of the scale, someone that is just completely, should just never, ever pick up a club? I think most rugby people I've played with, greatest respect, struggle with golf. Apart from, it seems, nines. Scrum offs seem to retain enough movement yeah where I, i've played with a couple of like scrum halves locally like uh chris cook yeah mike baxter used to play for bath and they, they're like they can really swing a golf club yeah like they're not necessarily is that is that also not because they're quite clever as well because you have to it's be brains. number nine yeah. 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 if you're a forward you have to be just forward. myself and matt banhan have slipped through the net that's all yeah um, you're yeah, brute force aren't you banners is good you know he's, yeah. he's good yeah it it can, but can banners be delicate more than I thought. Yeah, he's 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 obviously really athletic. Like he's a natural mm. sportsman, and I think he's yeah. he's used that. He hasn't had a load of lessons. Um, he's just he's he can find the middle of the club. Which but is he, he's also a massive man who hasn't because he's so big and he plays in a position where you've got to be quick. He's never hammered the weights to get yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger. Most most lads hammer the weights and he doesn't. So that's probably helped him. So when you say the scrum half team, is it about physical movement for you? The lads are basically too big, muscled, and stiff. And arthritic to move a club properly. Yeah, I think probably just the amount of tackles you have to make is it's like that, like that. Your whole you're just braced the whole time, aren't you in rugby? Mm. Like you're braced yeah. for an impact, braced to tackle people. And I think in golf, you need to as be as relaxed as possible, you know, to get good movement. I think if you're stood there, like I just think the way maybe even like your nervous system works like over years and years and years of like going on a rugby pitch, I don't mm. think it's easy to translate. Whereas a scrum off, they make what five tackles a season yeah so it's kind of they're all right aren't they but what's different yeah um, jerry jerry gus scott i played with him he's quite he can play yeah he's, good he's about yeah. six six i think i think about six yeah, good player. yeah. yeah. golf you know we he's just saw you didn't we that's you know your inability to move your arms above your head if you can't if you yeah. can't get your arms quite significantly above your head in golf you're gonna you're gonna kind of struggle the thing is with jerry though he didn't make many tackles so you know yeah. he's still he's still intact he's famous for it yeah, was he? But yeah, fam famous. I mean, I'm just unconscious that he might listen to this because you two are on it, and I don't want to be too complimentary. Because uh, it's Jerry, essentially retired as well, isn't he? He was so telling us time. before we came on there about how much he admires Boris Johnson, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He's a yes. big fan, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's a big fan. He wants to get. I didn't expect he wants to get out. out. Well, he, he said he said if Farage can't be in, I want I want Boris in. That's what he said, wasn't Amazing. it? Mm. Yeah. Um, Nigel Farage went to my school, by the way. Really? Yeah. You went to a very posh school. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. Yeah. There we are. And uh, so did Bob Monk. What was he like at school? Oh, he's obviously a bit I wasn't at school with him. No. Well, you know, it's hard <laughs> no, to No, I don't know. I, don't I thought, know. I thought um, that was you on his bus. And, yeah. Um, so <laughs> rugby, sort of socially with rugby, right? You know, there's a lot of bonding. It's a team sport. A um, lot of all-dayers. A lot of fun goes on. Absolute bloody lads. Everywhere. <laughs> Massive lads. You know, drinking, you know, baby shams. And 
wicked. Um, what's it like as a as a golfer? Because obviously it's an individual sport. It probably can be quite lonely at sometimes. Do you meet up after like travel lodge after one of the games and just say right, let's just let's get down the hungry horse and have the all you can. Let's, fl- let's flip and we'll do this. Do you, do you get to socialise with other players? Yeah, you do if you want to. I mean, not a lot of it happens. No, but we are quite different creatures. I mean, the idea of lads kind of I find scary. Um, but yeah, I it tends mean, to get out of hand on on a plane. That would be like typically you get um, a lot of the guys travelling together, like on the same plane. Yeah. Like Morocco, for example, the king flies everyone there and is playing and back. Get a lot of guys. Then on the way back, we have a few drinks. It can get quite funny, but. Everyone is quite insular. I mean, yeah. Eddie travels with quite a few of the top guys now on um, on planes. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I was, I was I've heard stories about Ernie Els, um, his private jet, and you've got to surf the landing, things like that. Yeah, I've heard that story. I mean, I was on a trip back last weekend from America, to be fair, with a few guys. Um, one of them um, has made the news headlines in the last couple of days. But, um, you know, you can have fun. Yeah. For sure. I would say there's... a. When was the last time you, you don't played? Don't want to get too pissed with a hangover. Do you remember? Oh no, I do remember. Oh, last Saturday. What was Memphis. It, what I was, was in. the what was, what tournament were you in? And you were doing an interview after, and you said that basically you and your caddy went back, and you had a shared load of red wine, uh, and you shot an amazing. You see, score the this story's been taken way out of hand because there's no what? way I drink with my caddy. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't your caddy then. It was your dog. <laughs> it must have been your dog. It was my caddy. You your dog over. It was Shanksy, um, the guy's kitchen I paid for, and um, <laughs> we. Um, it was at the Saturday at Carnoustie last year. I probably had a bottle of wine. I do blame IMG because I think the wine was pretty cheap. And, okay. you know, obviously you need good wine and then you yeah, don't get yeah. too bad a hangover. Eddie, Eddie's getting pissed. Wouldn't be like you lads. It's oh, no. Not, not. I can't do more than a bottle of wine. And I'm yeah. Flats is mental. Oh, I'm bloody mad. You should see him. Oh. He's bombardier. <laughs> so remind me of David now. Brent and Finchie. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> Finchie. <laughs> don't start with bloody Finchie. Oh. Boss and team leader. Drunken night out in Cumberwell Park. <laughs> 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 uh, that's where we are actually. I think we mentioned that at the start and if you can hear some noise in the background it's buggies reversing also and, and geese and geese just went past it's a, it's a busy it's a busy club and Laurie instinctively went for his shotgun but it wasn't what are you boys expect to shoot today at this course because if you're not if you're not six seven under then I'm not speaking to you after are you hanging that. around after or are you or that's yeah, your black no, Ferrari yeah. yeah that's definitely not mine uh, okay. it's flats I think isn't it um, I I uh, we are hanging around after something. What am I going to yeah, shoot? Yeah. I haven't played golf for a few days, for a while, all week. So Makes a um, difference, is it, a week? Well, I took four complete weeks off with a back injury recently and picked a club up, having not touched a club for four, four and a half weeks, which I haven't done maybe for like, I want to say a decade. And um, I felt great when I picked it up again. Yeah, really? It was as if I hadn't, it actually felt better than when I'd last picked the club up, which was off the back of a few in a row. So um, amazing, just taking rest away from yeah. the game just seems yeah. to be so good. Yeah. Both you, obviously brilliant golfers today we're playing in a charity um tournament here we're raising money for uh dorothy house but would you will you have a caddy will you carry your own clubs will you have a trolley how, how would you go about playing in a, in a four ball now just carry carry your own yeah carry would you? trolley yeah, maybe no yeah. caddy we'll no have fun yeah um want to interact with the playing partners prams are usually such, is it nice such to play great. this type of format because there's there's only a there's only one match play isn't there on the on the tour they have isn't there where because obviously you've got to play to your car, so you've got to put out. But having gimmies yeah. and... Yeah, I mean, I love primes. Yeah. 
I'm excited about playing. You know, I've got a nice group today. It was I've been trying to get a game with you for a while. Yeah, I know. So obviously, you two in the same group, Shanko yeah. and Loza. Yeah, yeah. There's been a, there's, a, there's an echo in the WhatsApp group. It's, literally it's so awkward. Asked, we don't WhatsApp guys for all you both your listeners out there. Hey Tom, just uh, wondering if you want to play at the Belfry. Don't be tying up because you're playing with me. I have that effect. But it's Laurie. It's Laurie with. the pro trying to get around with um, Tommy the lion, and it's like yeah. Shanks has just absolutely. Just ghosted him about five times. So, not so much fresh. He's so awkward. Yeah. No, I had stuff on, you know, just, just busy stuff, you know. Yeah, sorry, your, who is this? Your other playing partner, Kate, she yes. is the girlfriend of Alan Lowry, who's Shane's brother. So really? Of, yeah. Well, that was just, I mean, we'll, we'll let you go now because we're, we're going on a bit. We have to talk a little bit about rugby. Can we not be here for the rugby? Can I, yeah, I want to hear a little bit about rugby? Okay, but, but I won't just, interject. Just or before we get on to the rugby, yeah. it's, um, I think European golf at the moment is in a fairly decent place would you agree there's a lot, quite a lot of youngish stars that are rising through the, through the ranks um, I think I see a lot of talent yeah, coming through possibly. which can take on the Americans because I mean let's be honest they've just got Brooks Kepka at the moment hmm. would you agree or, or not don't know the Yanks are pretty good there's some they play a different style of game yeah They're excellent putters target golf and that it's different um yeah, I, I'm. I'm not inclined to really look at, like, make any opinion. You, at the moment. Matt Wallace is coming through. Yeah, well, I'm only. I'm only good at like you know the hills. Um, I'll tell you what you are good at. Like that. Can I tell you what you're good at? Or you, I don't need to tell you, but you know. But you're good at a par three, hitting every single club to get onto the green. I tell. I am good at that. I've watched that with um, Ryan Fox. Yeah, and the thing is, I hit like. I mean, I missed the green on the Sunday there with a flipping nine iron. It was the easiest shot, and I thought to myself. I've hit the screen with a putter and I yeah. kind of did it with a nine iron. <laughs> and I just, it's just mad and a mad game. But no, I surprised myself that day. Well, Eddie, what's Eddie's what's not on the young bracket anymore. You said young players, but. No, oh, I'm, I'm 28 with, yeah. you know, going on 74. Um, oh, well, I fair. thought you were younger because obviously the, the beard didn't look like fully grown. So I thought it was, a, <laughs> I right. thought you were still. I think so. Lads, you didn't answer the question. What are you, what is the, what par is it here and what are you hoping to shoot today? Because yeah. if you miss it, it's actually. Excruciating, isn't it? Laurie, what are you hoping to shoot? Um, well, the format we're playing, I've got a bit of insight. It's not as simple as we'll shoot a score at the end of the day. But if you're asking us if we were rocking up playing these two courses, you know, and there was something on it, I think yeah. you'd be disappointed if you weren't sort of seven or eight under. Okay. Is yeah. it Texas Scramble off tee? Um, What's that? It's, it's no, no, it's not. No, it's it's changing every, every hole. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. Eddie, what are you hoping to shoot? Yeah. I, want, I want answers here because we can hold oh, them to account. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't really care about my score anymore. I'm a process guy. Yeah, same. <laughs> Just, uh, and then the result takes care of itself, doesn't right. it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But all those marginal gains. I did it? have a coach once say it's not about winning. It's not about winning. I thought, I'm confident it is. Mm. I'm really confident it is. Well, it is in rugby because you can only win or lose. I mean, at least in golf, you can finish third and still earn, I don't know, $725,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. nice finishing third. Yeah. Finished third in the Prem a couple of times. Didn't get a bonus. Dollars mm. at 1.19 as well. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, good. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good time. To yeah, it's good, actually. That's nicely done. Um, yeah. Shanks, what do you want to know? Do you want to talk about rugby? Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind just listening on five okay, minutes. Fine. Well, I want to okay, the rugby no thing. Idea. Just Look. before we touch on right, rugby, I played in the Celeb Cup in the Celtic Manor recently. Saw right? photos and, of that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, sent them to you, that's why. But the worst golfers I played with, Wes Brown, played with him. Terrible. Terrible. And Derek Redmond. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. You know, I thought his dad was going to run on him halfway through. Derek Redmond. Save him. Yeah, of course. Um, was married to Sharon and, Davis, and, who lives yeah, locally. Yeah. Was. Oh. And they were the worst golfers. The news. 
Sharon Davis, she made the headlines recently. Yeah, she she did about the, the transgender gen- stuff. Yes. Transgender comments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we probably won't touch on that. <laughs> <don't> know, just <laughs> touch what? We can touch whatever we want. I yeah. We can but talk about it if, if you there want. was, I would have put my mortgage on Derek Reb never ever ever getting a hole in one. Anybody got one, didn't they? <laughs> did he? Yeah. <laughs> what in in the in the tournament? Yeah, in what? the tournament. Wait for I a punchline. Did he really? No. no. He's her- terrible golfer, but got a hole in one. Yeah. What'd you win? Like a car or something? I bought two sets of trousers. Just in case he got a hole in one, but yeah, you bastard. Um, but he did get a hole. Yeah, would you win? Champagne, mate. Carver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good fun. Was Brexit. Um, but I love golf. Uh, anyway, rugby. So, but for, on the rugby, first question yep. is Tommy. Um, Laurie is a big Bath rugby supporter. Big Bath rugby nut. Um, now I get asked one question because I live in Bath. Whatever. I get asked one question more than any other. Almost re- for the last 10, 15 years almost regardless of how Bath are doing, how good they are or bad they are, people ask the same question every time. What is going wrong down there? What is going wrong? And I remember <laughs> once someone saying, what is going wrong down there? And I was like, we're second in the league. Mm. I was second, yeah, but you know that Leicester game. Like, we've lost one game in 18 or something at home. So like, what's going on down there? So, Laurie, what is going wrong? What's going wrong? Um, I always get nervous talking about rugby in front of people who really like know their rugby. But my you're fine, you're good company, my feeling on Bath Flag is I've I've a really good feeling at the moment. I think uh, Bruce has he's gone off. He's done all his scouting. He's paid his money for his expensive coaches, and I'm not going to say messed about as part of a process. But then he's got Stuart Hooper in. He obviously knows the club. I think everyone's like, oh, he's you know not that experienced to coach. I I don't personally think that matters that much. I think if he's going to oversee it, there's other really good coaches under him. I feel really optimistic about that as a system especially in something like rugby I think too much at Bath it's been buying a big name um, and then they go off the international window mm. and it like it seems to me that top club rugby is much more about those middle guys you know like you're, you're in brackets squad players performing for the whole year rather than a load of marquee players and a big coach and all that and more so this year because of the World Cup so they're going to need them more and obviously Foreign signings play a massive part now in rugby because you've signed someone foreign. You're hoping that they're not they're going to stay with you for the yeah. for the year. Yeah. Apart from someone like Faf de Klerk now, probably Sale thought they'd have him forever. He's playing so well. He's back in the and uh, Cobus Reinach yeah. at Northampton. They sign a couple of guys who are like it's like a club will pay over the odds. They'll pay the mm. mo- more than they've ever paid anyone or be their top earner, and they'll get someone from abroad because they're not getting picked for their home country and it's like well if you're from South Africa being we all know exchange rates you can come over here and earn millions and millions of rand because you're not going to get picked for South Africa Mm. you come over here and the premiership has so much exposure you're brilliant suddenly South Africa pick you again and then Sale and Northampton respectively are paying you top dollar to piss off for a third of the season to play for South Africa again Mm. so it's a bit it's a bit of a good answer though wasn't it from Laurie it was good you're excited are you yeah, yeah. If the if the if your club Bath could sign one player, it's a tough question. Who would it be? I probably, I would have said Brady Retallick till he just his shoulder. Yeah, I, I would have said a massive like the the best I've seen Bath in like recent years was um the like Mike Ford uh, the year after Gary Gold left when Mike had the team they finished second. They the pack was dominant. They had George Ford on the front foot. I think like Priestland is that sort of player. Like if he's yeah. a, you know if you can get him going forward. There's no, there's there's enough quality in Bath that we could be phenomenal, I think. But uh, I think that the I'd love to see like a proper hard forward come in and just. Bowden Barrett be all right as well, mate. Yeah, 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 it'd be nice. 
Why does is he it, is he the Australian? No, he's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. <laughs> he's a Kiwi. Same similar Basically area. Same thing. Oh, yeah. is he owned Barrett Homes? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. Well. yeah. And uh, he's a partner in Holland and Barrett as well. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. And he's a healthy mum, guy. Yeah. His mum, um, weirdly, her maiden name was Barrett. And she married into her husband as Barrett, but she owned Barrett's shoes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, family. Wow. Sorry, Hester. Well, her step. That's a successful family. Did, um, in the will, anyway. So, have you been watching the um, Champions Cup? No. no. Is it the Champions Cup? Is that Champions right? Champions Cup. No. So what I've done is I'm going to the World Cup to do the stuff with ITV and you have to watch and do all your prep and that sort of stuff. So what I've basically done is organise my Sky Plus planner. I've recorded everything and I'm setting aside two days to watch everything early September because I'm on holiday and I am not going to be doing any social media. I'm going to stop... Not that I do loads of social media, but I'm going to stop looking at Instagram before bed every night and I'm going to stop looking at it all for a month. I'm not going to watch any rugby for a month. So while that probably doesn't help this podcast, I need it for my brain because it's going to fly Do you know otherwise. the scores though? Do you know what's going on? Yeah. So New Zealand only just beat Argentina. Yeah. Pretty, to be honest, the game's been pretty disappointing. There was a draw, I think, New Zealand South Africa um, last weekend. Nothing really much going on. Retallick is the big one. He's injured. Uh, just get his shoulder. That That is... You know, someone said that is massive. This guy, Eddie, I don't know how into rugby you are, but this guy, Brodie Retallick, plays for the All Blacks and he's a second row. And you think, well, you lose one big bookend, just stick another one in. You know, you want lose one mute, stick another mute in. This guy, when he's playing well, is, mm. if he's not the best player in the world, no, he's, I think he's the best player in the world when he's Quite playing well. He is just for a forward as well, which is yeah. very hard to do. He just does everything. He's huge, really physical, mega engine, brilliant at set piece, skillful footwork, ball player. He's just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I honestly think they stand a significantly, well, they stand a smaller chance of winning it without him. He's that good. I mean, Wales have been, Wales are second at the moment, ranked second, which is really good. If New Zealand had lost by 14 points, they'd have been ranked number one in the world, which I don't think has ever happened. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, they've been in Switzerland at a training camp recently, but Toby Fallatow, who's number eight um, from oh, yeah. Bath, plays at Bath. That's he's, crazy. yeah, he's injured his shoulder. He's out of the World Cup now. Which he's is, out of the World Cup? Yeah, mm. which is unbelievable loss. Poor um, he's the only massive injury Wales have had so far, but there's obviously games coming up now in the um, August period, pre World Cup games. Right. Fitness, right? Um, they're going down to, um, they've got Ireland, they've got England twice. So this is key period really, staying, uh, keeping your squads fit, um, because I think the Welsh are creeping up there as being massive favourites. Difficult is you got to flog the boys though. Yeah, you got to flog them. You got no, you, flogging isn't too bad. It's playing the games where you're going to really get, I think, your injuries because. They're called friendlies, but there's never a there's never a friendly. They're brutal, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Eng- England had a England had a scrum session against Georgia a little while ago, and Georgia have got the best scrum in the world. Um, and it ended up in just a mass brawl, so it's a full on punch up with some of the you know, best players in the world. But while that is funny and it's good banter, it's like you actually you don't want Kyle Sinclair breaking his hand. You don't want him getting his eye socket or his jaw broken. It's like you don't really want that. So it's actually it's difficult because you you. you you don't want to get people injured, but you have to get... If you're going to win a World Cup, it's something like the seven games, isn't it? So you basically have to play seven weeks on the bounce. Some lads will get a rest, mm. but you need lads in there that can play a part in seven games in seven weeks, and there'll be seven of the hardest games you ever play. So you need to physically prepare, so you need to go full metal jacket in training a good mm. number of times. It's like sparring. There will be boxers who can turn up to world title fights without having sparred, but there ain't many. Mm. So And then if they get chinned, who knows what happens? But you're... 
difference with rugby is you are definitely going to get chinned. So you're definitely going to have multiple aggressive collisions. So it's like, it's really hard because you just lose guys. And someone like Falatau, yeah, he signs at Bath and it's all in the papers. He's on, you know, for rugby, it's all relative. He's on top money and the bloke barely plays, gets injured, gets picked for Wales, gets injured. Gets he was never really injured, to be fair to him, um, prior to coming to Bath. No, he wasn't been injured a, as much. No, Bath's been a curse for him. Yeah. He's just been injured since he got it's here. It's just almost. bad luck, yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's that bad luck. Do you, do you think there are like, obviously the England training camps are in the news a lot. It's something I've always, like were you when you guys, obviously you've been at Sarri's Bath, Yeah. were there clubs and regimes where you were like, this is, this is definitely, there's there's I something for, coming I think here. for sort of, you know, if you're, if you're talking about fatigue and you're talking about pulled muscles in your legs and tearing muscles because you're overworked, I'd say some regimes and some clubs are probably worse than that because they train you hard. But to, to dislocate your shoulder or to to actually break a bone, I think it is unlucky. You know, it's so there's not a coach called the Undertaker or anything like that. You know, no, there's certain players you keep away from, which you know, you know, if you run into them, they're going to hurt you because right. they're just too full on. But test match, you call them. Is every every squad's got a test match? So every day is a test match. <laughs> like I remember watching, I've heard about it a couple of times, and watching Wales train a couple of times. Alan Wynne Jones plays touch on a Tuesday morning to warm up like it's a fucking test match. It's like, mate, chill out. But that is the reason he's one of the best players ever. But there are there are lads that just maim people, aren't there? Yeah, and there's others like mm. us where you tell, you know, you know, team up with someone and they run at you and you touch them, they fall down. You're like, oh, great tackle, mate, great tackle. You try, oh, what a you try and hide away from it. But in terms of like golf boys, what 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 is a common type of injury for you guys to get? Tendonitis? Lower back. Okay. Seems to be... Uh, your lower back it's not built to rotate so um and then i think i actually think with the travel combined with that oh, yeah. over time yeah. I, th- I pretty much every golfer has some sort of lower back bulge or a fusion or yeah. end up having auto fusion surgery like something like that happens um just make that up no oh. no it's that's what really it sounded really it's like a nightclub yeah, an auto fusion no yeah. as, as um no as well as what Tiger Woods had but yeah um yeah it's uh that that seems that that in your neck is it difficult to come back from an injury um because in a sport like golf you know yet do you have to adapt your swing then to your body as as the older you get yeah i mean there's the bodies you know things like hips hip sockets quite genetic so and that's a big part of golf you know the internal rotation of both hips particularly a right hip if you're a right-handed player um huge part of the game mm. so if somebody like myself uh, I live kind of between 15 and 20 degrees internal hip rotation, whereas someone like, say, Adam Scott would be comfortably in the 40, 50 degrees, which is really healthy because then yeah. you don't have to put any shear stress on your lower back. So if you then have that issue with your hips, then you have to find the rotation elsewhere, preferably thoracic. But you end up, when that gets a little tight through travel, whatever, use a bit of lumbar spine, bang, back and go. So, you know, that it's... an amazing amount. I mean, yeah. if you asked pro rugby players who've been having daily physio since they were 18 you get a 30 year old a 28 year old rugby player there wouldn't be many that could just that would know that it's amazing there's this different thing like you you guys it's an odd thing you guys are in charge of so much of what you do yeah. mm. rugby players are in charge of nothing pretty much except what they eat at home at home when you eat at home that's basically it you get in lie on that bed do that do that it doesn't mean they're all dum-dums they're not they're very very bright blokes playing rugby as you well know but actually it's interesting. I, I mean, I was a prop, so I had, I had back physio three times a week for 20 years, 15 years. I'm still not sure which is lumbar, thoracic. I don't know. You talk about mm. shear stress, never heard that. My hip rotation, wouldn't know. And my back, 
and hips were everything in my job scrummaging. Mm. I wouldn't have a clue. So it's amazing what you guys... Top middle do, and do, you th- do you think the physios yeah. should have given you more ownership? Oh, like, they probably wanted to. Right. They probably wanted to. I couldn't give a toss. Right. And I was... I yeah, want, you I probably thought thoracic meant T-Rex, thoracic part, you know, I mean... Exactly, yeah. no, your throat and that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted. I just wanted to eat and play, and it wasn't. I wasn't yeah. interested, to be honest. Yeah, there are golfers like that. Absolutely, there are golfers like that. I've only had to acquire that knowledge because I've had some back issues, and yeah. you know, I need to take a little more care. So, you just mentioned Adam Scott there. Um, who yeah. from both of you now? Who would you say that when you look at it, you think that is a nice swing? That's a beautiful swing. He's up there. He is right there. I mean, Jason not Day? just that. No, Jason Day's too no. violent. Um, Louis Stazen. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, anyone where it's like a flow, yeah. almost like passive speed. Doesn't and then it? what do you think of someone like Ernie Els then, who's just TikTok, isn't he? See, I, I've never, he's never done it for me, Ernie. I, no, for me, he's never quite done it. I like. He's sp- really stylish. Yeah. 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 I think it's, he's really stylish. I don't know if it's a great looking swing. What about Ben Hogan? Have you ever seen footage of Ben Hogan yeah. swinging? Yes, no. years ago. That is Sam's need. That is just a work. Yeah, but it's a bit different swing then, isn't it? You know, your left leg comes in a lot more then. Now it's you plant your feet down. Yeah, that's. I kind to. of prefer the old-fashioned style where there's always something moving. Yeah. it's like they're dancing with the little stick at the end of their hands, and I think mm. that's it's pretty beautiful to watch. It's like, yeah. it's like a piece of art, you know. And I suppose the reason why they keep their legs straight now and sort of more so plant is there's less room for error well I mean you know interestingly there are so there are tons now of back problems among teenagers playing golf because okay. the modern way of teaching has been to limit hip rotation yeah um, to create you know for whatever this modern theory of teaching but now you're finding a lot of young kids coming out really? I've spoken to a number of doctors on tour about this and there's serious back injuries going on at the age of 20 21 which should not happen because you're trying yeah. to teach them to is it, is it right that you're trying to teach them to hit long first and then teach yeah. them sort of accuracy more yeah. so. I don't even think biomechanically that, that the whole idea of limiting rotation is to create like more of an angle between your upper body rotation and your hips, yeah. which is supposed to create power. Again, I think a lot of that was based on Tiger. Yeah. And I think his body was a freak and his body is completely yeah. broken down. So yeah. it's just, it just shows if you, if you idolize someone to a point and try and copy him, yeah, most of the time you're on a hide into nothing because it's the yeah. things you can't see. If you had to pick a, sorry, if you had to pick um, what you preferred, either Tiger and McElroy um, finishing off um, in a PJ Winniad or the Stenson Nicholson shoot off at the Open. Mm. What Tiger won in the Masters? No, he won PJ before that, didn't he? Um, oh, oh, you the, mean the East Tour champs? Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, I didn't actually watch that. I think I was watching East Watch Game of Thrones at the time instead. Oh, Far more entertaining. Yeah, way better. Yeah. Should we not talk about the ending of Game of Thrones? I'm still not over it. The, yeah. Um, How do you feel? I, I met someone the other day who only watched, I said, I've only ever watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I watched the last one to see what everyone was on about. Gee. I said, that's not what it's was about. Was that Piers Chief. Morgan? Because he tweeted that. Piers and Morgan. I know he's a well, no, the guy who said it, I was on holiday in Chile. The guy who said it to me, he's, I mean, he's still in Chile. I killed him. So. <laughs> um, I just put him in the freezer. I just snapped his neck for him. So you, you like Game of Thrones? Oh best show ever I still think it's the best TV show ever even I agree in with spite you. of the terrible ending I, I agree with mind, you I didn't mind the ending yeah. really yeah. I don't know how I, I, I was in from know. the start like I've watched it all I've watched them all blossom um, watched them grow yeah it started off like Spartacus didn't it and then sort of the, the nude scene but you weren't happy with us. it no I was really but you can't please everyone you know? it tied no. up a few loose ends though didn't it well, yeah. but th- I didn't think it was a show at that point that needed to tie any loose ends like it wouldn't have been a problem for me if the dead completely won that's George R. R. Martin. He hasn't never given a, mm. what, and a, he doesn't care what anyone thinks about the bad stuff, killing babies and all that sort. Of, that's the beauty of the show. Yeah. It was such a I horrific a reality to it. Underwhelmed with Jon Snow's sort of 
how poor he was in the battle. He didn't really do much in the battle. No. I know he, he kills her. At he the got end, lucky, didn't he? On a yeah, he occasions. did get. Mm. He had to rely on his sister. And but, I wanted to see the Night King fight, you know? Yeah. He yeah. looked so badass, and we never yeah. got to see him fight. Yeah, I really wanted that. Mm. I really, really wanted that. But it was, you know, still, still a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, sorry for bringing. I mean, that I, I mean, I've, I don't know. I don't know it's like when you're a golfer, how much free time you've got. But as a rugby player, before you have children, you have loads. So, I've watched everything. I've seen everything, seen it all, done the yeah. wire, done everything, yeah. and I've done the Sopranos, start to finish. And Game of Thrones is the best television program I've ever watched. Unbelievably Agreed. good. Agreed. Um, Gamora though. That's oh, really good, guys. You've it's seen Gamora. It's a I've bit seen like bits of it. It's a bit like Sopranos. If you start again, start start at the start. Is it Italian. Yeah, yes, and it's yeah. from Na- Naples, and it's brutal. It's great on a plane. You know, if you're on a plane, because you can read the subtitles, you're yeah. not. You're not um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I like to drink on the plane. <laughs> yes. yeah, there's that. One of the subtitles is, I reckon one in three things I watch has got subtitles, and I do, I like ones with subtitles because you can't do anything else, so you're properly into it. Yeah. Because you miss the whole thing. But the only problem with subtitles is I can't have my dinner on my lap. You can't eat. You miss it all. You got to you got to do it after dinner. So yeah. that is that's thirty minutes of TV time lost to me. Mm. It's just yeah. practicalities, guys. If yeah, you eat like no. a crocodile, so I mean, it's not going to take long, is it? <laughs> yeah, just just want to chew it <laughs> straight yeah. down the gullet. Just poo the hooves out. <laughs> yeah. <a week> later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen oh. the Lion King yet? No. Have no. no. Girlfriend really does. Is it? Well, she wasn't. She wasn't that. Oh yeah, no, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. There's a it's film coming out about Pavarotti. Which would be really, really good. The life of Pavarotti, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I'm in it. I'm a body double. So, but Pavarotti once sung with Placido Domingo and right, in the was it Atreya Bocelli? Was it? Yeah, yeah the Crescent. Yeah. And the three of them. It's called. They did a big thing at Royal Crescent years ago. Oh three, it was, and it was called the Three Tenors. Do you know how much it cost to get in? Tenor. Yeah, it's tenor in the end. <laughs> so. Anyway, Pavarotti stayed in the Royal Crescent Hotel. He needed a certain mattress, big unit. And he's Pavarotti, so it's like, I want a certain mattress, get it. And I want blue M&Ms, um, whatever it is. I want all the staff to be nude. Um, <laughs> and everyone's got to have tattoos in their foreheads. For, for Pavarotti, you do it. So they got this mattress, but it was one night. He stayed at the hotel. So this mattress is then out. And Probably my, basically, Matt Perry, who played fullback for Bath, he might even be here today, Pez. His girlfriend's mum was a cleaner at the Royal Crescent. She became my cleaner later on, Yvonne, lovely lady. And she got the mattress, Pavarotti's mattress for Pez. And Pez had Pavarotti's mattress. And (laughs) when I first signed for Bath, Pez was away. So my mate Tomo and I stayed at Pez's flat. And um, his bed wasn't wasn't the best bed. So I snapped his bed. I was on his bed and I genuinely, I'd love to give you some legendary Sex Olympics story. I sat on the edge to put my socks on to go to training and the bed snapped. (laughs) Two years later... Pez had a long-term girlfriend. They end up getting married. Lovely lady and all that stuff. And I was at a, we're at a party and someone mentioned Pavarotti. I said, hey, Pez and Lucy, they got, they got Pavarotti's mattress. And Lucy's like, we're still on the floor. We still sleep on the floor. Two years later, Pez hadn't fixed the bed. No way. Um, and I'm, what I'm trying to do now is think of a better... Do you have Olympic end, sex? better ending to this story. Do you story. have Olympic sex? Yeah, yeah. So Every four years. Up happening, I got in touch with Pavarotti and he came over and signed a mattress for Pez. No, that was, bar, I, I finished nice. it for you there. I was finishing with a joke. Wasn't oh, I? Oh, with Olympic sex? Yeah. Every four years. Uh, yeah, roughly. Yeah. And roughly, Andrea yeah. Bocelli signed, I asked him to sign my bed, but he ended up signing the frame. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. You can come on again. What's he going to do about yeah. it anyway? Um, right, gents. Uh, we better let you get back on to or get hey, on big day the for you boys range. today because yeah. you're the big show. It's like if Shanks and I turn up to a charity game for a chuckabout, I've got, I've got, a, we've got to dominate. Guys, I love golf. 
It's the only <laughs> one spot I spend money on. I love it. It does blow me away every time I play with other sportsmen and then how much you Pro V1 X's, sometimes just Pro V1s, depending on the, the oh condition my God. of the course. The amount of rugby players love it's golf and love you lot. What's, what's the M4 driver like, guys? Amazing. Be honest. I can't say I've tried it. Oh. No. What's that? I said I'm an M4 driver. driver. I'm sponsored by TaylorMade. Slash, I just buy TaylorMade. <laughs> yeah, I will only use TaylorMade because there's a discount store near me. No, there's not at all. Um, but anyway, well hey, thank you lads. very much for giving us an insight into thanks for having me on. Top having us. Cheers, guys. Uh, Rugby World Cup quickly. Laurie, who, who do you think is going to win it? Uh, South Africa. Good call. Good shout. Good very call. good shout. Eddie, you into I, it enough to have Yeah, a, I think China. China. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're the home team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, fitness levels are good. And they've got loads, loads of players as well. We're saying this, the thing with the Chinese, they tricks up the sleeve, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Tricks up the sleeve. Play all their games at half two. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well done. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Um, Well done. Well done, lads. Good luck today. Don't don't cock it up, all right? Cheers, boys. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.